Welcome to the Album Draft Podcast. My name is Reed Taylor. I will be your host, uh, your draft commissioner through this musical journey we're about to go on. This is episode one. I'm really excited to get this going. And this is something I've wanted to do for a long time, so I'm happy to see it finally happening. If you're listening and wondering what this podcast is about, as the name says, we will be drafting albums. Uh, Each person will draft an album using the song of the artist, band, or topic being featured on the episode. We'll all explain our picks and defend our albums against the others. Uh, We'll use a lot of different draft formats and rules as we go to keep things fun and fresh. We'll also post the drafted albums on our socials and see who you, the listeners, think has the best album. We'll probably do some, you can use some comments or we'll probably pull some polls and you guys can vote that way. So I'll give some more details on that later. Uh, But before we get too deep into this, I want to introduce my co-host for this episode first. Don't waste your time on him. You're already the voice inside his head. It's Matt O'Prowse. What's up, Matt? What's up? <laughs> Happy to be here. Yep. Next. I love Blink. <laughs> Next, uh, he fell in love with the girl at a rock show and almost got in a fight at one. We may share that story later on. <laughs> it's Brandon Scott. I, I forgot this. about that. I, I did forget. I forgot about that. That's so funny. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll tell that. Happy to be here, man. We'll tell that one before we're done here. Um, so yeah, this first episode is about Blink One Eight Two, a band that all three of us loved dearly, and who recently reunited. Um, Tom is back. Yes. So before we jump into the draft, um, I had a quick question for you guys: like, what's your earliest memory of Blink? Like, do you remember the first song you heard, or the video, or just kind of where you were, like when they came into your life? I mean, that goes with one of my songs, but uh, yeah, I mean, what's my age again and all the small things were out or came out when I was, well, we were in, we were in junior high or whatever, or maybe even slightly earlier, but uh, those two songs were the first, my intro to Blink, and that just catapulted my love for them. Yes, I said love because I love Blink Ray too. Top number one band for me, just because I grew up with them. So yeah, those two songs. Those are my earliest memories. I actually got I it's odd that I'm on this podcast or just yeah, this podcast with both of you because I oddly got into Blink 182. I would say I got into them backwards, but it was through you guys. I remember watching you guys play because I was more of like a hip hop growing up like i was always trying to listen to that type of stuff and i remember seeing a famous artist and straps logo on your face and being like what is that and like found out about travis barker and then was hanging out with you guys and started listening to it that way and so like travis barker is what kind of like i guess piqued the interest in blink 182 but then they became one of my favorite bands but it was more so like seeing that type of stuff and then hearing the music but um, yeah so that's kind of how i got into them it's so funny that uh like Brandon being more of like a rap kid that's like a drummer who's more like 
that style like that's his music or whatever it, it plays in a punk rock band but band but draws people into his band or their band or whatever but because he liked that and his style and him as a person and stuff like that brings those type of people in so it's almost like it blink brings this giant community and that's why they're worldwide you know yeah it's crazy how travis kind of uh you know really gelled with the hip-hop community you know, i remember he used to do kind of like those uh like rock remixes he would drum and post them on youtube and then obviously you know he's been featured on you know however many hip-hop songs and you know done things with other artists so yeah, that is crazy how that kind of gels together. Um, I think for me, yeah, kind of same with What's My Age Again. I remember that coming out, you know, they released that as a single before um, Enema. And um, hearing that and then kind of going back and jumping into Dude Ranch and, you know, really starting to listen to Blink there. And then Enema came out and then, you know, that really kind of exploded my, my fandom there. Dude, I listen to I listen to Enema of the State and then I go listen to Dude Ranch and Cheshire Cat and I'm like, this sounds like garbage. I'm mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? You recorded this and put this out and that was your thing? Well, and then to listen to uh, uh-huh. the Mark Thomas Travis show and hear Travis play what Scott was playing and just completely <laughs> destroy everything he was yeah. doing. It just made it 10 times better. All right. Well, let's not delay this any further because I'm excited to kind of hear what you guys picked. Um, so... I'm going to explain the rules really quick. I know we talked through them beforehand, but um, for the listeners, so for this episode, the three of us have pre-picked a 10-song album. Um, I was going to say we don't know what the others picked, but Matt sent me his an hour ago, and so I know what's on his list. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to actually like yeah, look I at it. I was just trying to give you it. That way you had the stuff yeah, No, it's, it's good. That's, oh, so I think this is going to be good, though. Inspiring together. <laughs> well, I didn't send in mine, so he doesn't know what I got. He, he didn't. I don't know his yet. Um, so the songs that we picked, um, yeah, 10 songs. We did an opener, three singles, five like fillers or deep cuts. I'll probably try to figure out a different name for that at some point. Um, and then also a closer. Um, so we used all songs released up until the day. Um, so that's everything from Buddha to the mashup they did with Lil Wayne um, to the new song Edging. <laughs> um, so we'll go pick by pick and by category. We'll walk through our selections. Um, and since this isn't going to be your typical, you know, fantasy sports style draft, um, there's going to be some overlap between albums. But I think that's going to be okay. Um, so what I was thinking, what we could do is. We'll we'll start with our openers, and then we can obviously close with our closers, but I'll kind of leave it up to you guys. If you want to do your singles first and then your deep cuts, or if you want to, if you sync with, sequence your album like in a certain way, you guys, you know, kind of do whatever, and, and we'll just go from there. Sound good? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um. So, you know what, Brandon, let's, I'm going to have you start this off. Um. Yeah, go ahead and do your opener, and then we'll just go, jump in from there. So with this, I definitely kind of played more into the, like, fantasy football-style aspect in the sense that, like, I didn't necessarily pick everything as, like, my personal favorites. I kind of went more for, like, the way I kind of viewed this was kind of, like, if I was making an album for Blink-182, this is how I would make the album type of thing is kind of how I went with it. Um the opener of the album for me, I would have had um, online song. Uh... 
for me, it's something where it's like, I feel like so many artists blow the opening track. It's like, especially in this generation, you have such little chance to get someone's attention. That song is as in your face and start as quick as it possibly can. So to me, that's kind of like a attention grabber. It's not there. In my opinion, it's not obviously like the best of their songs type of thing. Like I wouldn't have that as like my number one favorite song type of thing, but I think it's a very good song to start an album. Solid. I probably wouldn't expect to to pick that as an as an opening song, but I mean, it's a good pick though. I like it. It's it's definitely one of my favorites from that album. All right, Matt, why don't you go next, and then I'll I'll go third. You go third because there's only three people. No. no. <laughs> um. All right. First up is one of the best riffs that Blink One. 182 has ever written and it's Dyson Terry Gary opens up big yes let's go that song yeah you gotta hook them I wish this song would have been on the Mark Tom and Travis show CD like live I would have loved to hear him play it live but Tom sucks live so Tom sucks live, so he would have never been able to play it. So that's probably why they didn't do it. But uh, yeah, that's that's probably that's not one of my like top songs, but it's one of my like like the one of the funnest songs I think they've written or whatever. So that's definitely an opener for sure. I would agree. That's it. That's another way. It either has to be, in my opinion, a lyric right away or something that's like just a very attention grabbing, like whether it's something has to grab my attention right away. Awesome. All right. So for my opener, I kind of approached this the same way Brandon did. Like if I was going to put together an album, you know, just kind of what I would do. And I've got my sequence, like, you know, I've got my closer and then I've kind of, I, I took into consideration what the second song would be, where I would place the singles and all that stuff. So my opener is going to be Up All Night from Neighborhoods. I chose this one because, you know, once, once they uh, released this one, they were using this a lot to open up their tours. And I just like the energy that it brings right up front. You know, you kind of have the build up and then you go into the kind of like this little pre pre verse here and Travis is going ham. It's and a little Matt Scotty. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's all about that yeah. heavy stuff. Yep. That's my opener. Do you think that's like, do you think uh, that's like beginning of like his angels and airwaves like feel is that that's very like because angels and airwaves is heavier for sure. So. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that's a good question. I think it's probably influenced by Angels. I was going to say, I was going to talk about Boxcar, but I think Boxcar influenced self-titled. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get you. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I see that. I mean, for my singles, I kind of, like, I thought about it in the sense of I have one of the, one of my singles is one of their best songs, their most popular songs of all time type of thing, but I kind of went with a mixture of like, I don't like when people put out the number one song on an album in their singles type of thing. Like I like it to like kind of preview it a little bit, but like 
it's the same thing. Like if you're watching a movie, don't put the best part of the movie on a trailer type of thing. So for me, I would have um, aliens exist, feeling this, and then what's my age again? Wow. I didn't expect that. To me, if I was making an album, that is what I would go. With. I did not expect aliens exist from you. That's surprising. That's cool, though. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, Aliens Exist is one of my all-time favorites. Obviously, What's My Age Again had to be a single. That was, a, like, to me, that has to be a single type of thing. But obviously, there's a lot more more popular songs that I feel like you can choose. But to me, once again, it's kind of like some of those are later in my selection where it's kind of like keep people strung along type of thing. Don't give them the best and make them kind of keep wanting more. So Aliens is one of your top songs from Blink? Yeah, actually, I, I don't. it's just something about that song. That, yeah, it's one of my... Do you believe in Aliens? Um, that's a, that's, a, Come that's on. a whole different podcast right there. I believe in Aliens. Oh, yeah. That's I, right. Tom DeLonge, you're right. Oh, I watched his Rogan. He was, he's, he's a little out there, but some of the stuff he says, <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm right there with you, bro. But yeah, I don't know. To me, Aliens... Aliens exist to me is just kind of like the epitome of a blink song. It's just like everything that like, to me, it's like if someone was like, show me a blink song that isn't one that everyone knows that like epitomizes blink. That is what I would, that's the song I would go to. to show someone. That's true. I agree with that. Do you like the Mark Tom and Travis show version? The live one? It's been a long time. Where it's been a long like, time since I've listened to that version of it. They played everything so much faster on this album. It's like they change the lyrics and they it's make ridiculous. it funny or whatever. Seeing them live is not for five bajillion dollars though. Well, they definitely they definitely yeah. overdubbed like everything. Like they re-recorded all everything. But I, I like it. They mixed in live feel or whatever, so I liked it. Other than the aliens exist stuff, what do you guys feel about the feeling this and what's my age again is single? Yeah, I had What's My Age Again as one of my singles as well. That was my last minute change, actually. Towards the end of my list, as far as like my album stuff, but uh, that's one of my singles I picked. Nice. I did not pick either one of those. At all? No, not at all. I didn't pick any one of those. I'm excited um, to hear this now. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm mean, obviously what's my what's my age again is a classic, you know, that's especially with the music video. And, you know, I think that's one of the songs that really, you know, brought them into into popularity. And then feeling this, you know, when that came out, it felt like such it was so different from the last album and take off your pants and from Enema. It was also also it kind of seemed, you know, really refreshing, like a refreshing sound too, like. It still felt like them, but um, it wasn't so wasn't so poppy, I guess. What's my age again? Is the first Blink song I learned to play on the guitar, so that's why it connects with me, and that's why I stick with it. And I love that twinkly, like clean Blink sound from the guitars that he does. Like that gets me every time, and that that put me with another song that I have, and that's the reason why I picked this other song or whatever because of the way the guitar is and that clean like blink like sound or whatever that they had 
All right, so Matt, you said you've got What's My Age Again as a single. I have um, What's My Age Again. I have... This is a... It's it's a single, always. And that's from their self-title or whatever. And then I went to Skiba... And I went dark side. Dude. See, I, I like dark side. I don't have always on you, mine. That is dark side is really good too. I'll tell you what, man. They wrote. It really is. Like, I'm sad Tom wasn't there, but Skiba, he wrote some good stuff, and I'll give him props for it. Um, I don't know if he, like, wrote mm-hmm. that one. Or if uh, Mark wrote that one or whatever, whoever wrote it, it's it's a good song. Like the lyrics and mm-hmm. the whole like melody line, the whole like structure of the song. Like yeah. I love it. So it grew on me. Yeah, the video is pretty funny yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the kids dancing and which the Travis is playing one handed. Yeah, up the, the video doesn't even match the tone of the song, but it's a fun video. It's a good video. Right. Yeah, so that always always is a great song. Um, it's a little more mm-hmm. chill. It's uh, more yeah. towards. I have in my list of ten songs. I laid them out like I would, like if this was my album, my band's album. I laid my mm-hmm. songs out. Yeah, how I would like lay it out in an album. Uh, right. And always was six, and Dark Side was right after it at seven. Okay. Nice. Followed by okay, so all my singles are back to back. So always dark side. What's my age again? So what's my age again is eight. So that rounds out like that's later third where people are like, uh, do I keep listening to this album? Or so that's why I was like, always is pretty chill. Dark side is a little bit more, and then you have a a, a hit to bring them bring them back home to send them over the edge. That was that was my thought process. All right, so for my singles, I did I miss you. Uh, that's kind of the first single I've got in my order, um, and then I went with Edging, the new song. Uh, and then for my third single, I did First Date. Yep. I had to have that. You have to have that. That's like, that made them, you know? I did. I miss you just because I, I needed something a little bit slower on my list. Um, and just also just for the memes, you know, the, the voice inside my head and where are you and everything. That was, that was the last song I cut off. From my list. The way I did my list was I just like all week listened to Blink. And when I was listening to a song, I just favorited it. Like if this was one I'm interested in, I favored it. And then I went back and had to cut from there. And it was so like you got back, and I'm like, how like what how am I supposed to cut some of these songs out? And that was one of the ones that I ended up cutting out. If I'm looking at my my list, I've got that third, um, kind of a a third song just to slow things down. I miss you. And then um I've got edging the new single, I've got that fifth. Um 
And for for mine, that kind of separates some of the newer stuff from the older stuff. Um, so I'll kind of talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, with edging, I, it's just a catchy song, man. And you know, it's from from a drumming standpoint, you know, it's really simple compared to what Travis usually does, and um, it's, it just gets stuck in your head really easily. But um, I'm a big fan of it. And then third, yeah, I did first date. Um, you know, the the drum intro. It's my favorite. With Travis, the music video, um, it's just uh, just a fun song all around. Do you remember trying to do this song at one of your was it was at your house and we had po bands is drumming and we we took him up to your room and we played it. He had never heard this song. We played him this song and we we're like, learn this song. We're gonna play this. We've never played it before. We're gonna play yeah. this tonight though. Mm. <laughs> and then we tried it. Did we did we do it? I don't think we did. I can't remember. I, I don't think we did. Maybe we tried it. I know we. Is that one of the concerts that's on video? No, no. Uh, uh-uh. we that's, did rock show. I remember doing sight. that one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we filmed the second party. We didn't. No, we just did that first one. So I didn't necessarily like plot out like the exact order that I would have put these in type of thing. I just kind of picked the five other songs I would have put in the album. Um, but I would have put in uh, Damn It, Adam Song, I Miss You, All the Small Things, and Give Me One Good Reason. I love that song. A lot of it for me is like, I still have Blink-182 in my regular rotation, but if I'm being 100% honest, it's pretty much all old Blink-182. I'm not saying I dislike their new stuff, but for me, it's just like, I've once again kind of, I don't know, like, not in that pop-punk phase currently, but old Blink-182 is nostalgic for me, so it's like the comfort go-to type thing. Or the new stuff, I'll listen to it if it's on type of thing. But, like, I'm excited to see what they do this time around. But, like, for me, like, the last album's, like, without count. It's just kind of, like, it's Blink, but it's not Blink. And, like, for me, it's, like, the nostalgic aspect of, like, thinking back of that time and all that kind of stuff. So that's why, for me, I literally went with all, like, old-school Blink songs. Um, just because, for me, that's kind of, like, I don't want to say pink peak Blink-182 because they put out some really, really good stuff. But for me, that was kind of like the peak of my like fandom of Blink-182 was was back with all that music. I think it was interesting in knowing Matt's list and knowing my list, Brandon's the only one that has a song from Dude Ranch. Yep. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket is like, that was their prime for sure. Like that's when they exploded and that album, that album brings nostalgia for me. That's like my, that's like my regular, like yeah. go-to album 100%. from like for sure. So I set this up. Um, like I said, like if I was making the album, I set this up. So like my first, my first four songs are like bigger heavier so i got dyson terry gary then i go straight into first date 
with that big awesome drum intro because it's freaking amazing um and then like i said with that uh that cleaner blink guitar tone i go into going away to college so I don't know why this I don't know why that song like works, but it it just does. I love it. But well, it's, I had that one on my list, too. But I don't see it on their other albums. What album is it off of? It's on Enema. Is it? I had that on yeah. my list for a long time, too. That was one of the last ones I cut. Yeah, 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 yeah. OK. I just like the live version way better because mm-hmm. it's like faster. Doesn't yeah. drag as much or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm. And the the tone was way better for me. But then I go into one of my one of my top Blink songs for sure is Roller Coaster. And because when we first read, if you remember, Brandon, were you there too at the Blink Blink show when we at the Mark? No, I, the only Blink show I went to was the reunion tour. I think that was that was a blindsight trip. Me, you, Rusty, and Doug. Ah, yes, you're right. You're correct. So they played roller coaster, and then Travis did that amazing drum solo or whatever. Um, like that's where he drops off or whatever right there. I was like, that was that was like great, and I was like, I love this song. It's one of my go tos. Like if I'm like. And I want to get pumped up. I'll start with roller coaster, and that'll set me off on my blink tangent or whatever. So I go first day going away to college, roller coaster. Then I come down to I miss you. So that's one of our shared shared songs, um, and because it's classic, I love it. It's pretty chill, but it builds back up. And then I have my singles, like I talked about. And then um, second to last, won't reveal my last yet. Um, so it goes, always dark side, what's my age again? And then another one, off, take your pants off, jackets. Every time I look for you. Yeah, that was, that's a good one too. That's like- I had- Roller coaster and then like every time I look for you, those like go hand in hand. Like I'm mm. like, like when I put it on random, I'm like, I hope this flips to every time I look for you after I, mm-hmm. after I listen to this. Yep. Yeah. I, I considered that one on my list. I had on there for a long time, um, but I ended up taking it out and added, adding some other things in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one's, that one's great too. I had, so a deep cut I had on there for a long time was um, Home is Such a Lonely Place off the yeah. newer albums or whatever. Yeah. off of I think um, that's off of California. Yeah. yeah, Cal- Dude, California. Great album. I like it. Like it came out and I was like, okay. Okay. All right. But mm-hmm. the deluxe one with all the extra songs, way better. Yeah. That's not on my list, but I love that song. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then they build it up. Right, and then he Travis does that sweet fill. Oh, that's another good song. Yeah, right there. I like that one too. 
Sorry, I'm simping over Blink right now. <laughs> so those are my, that's my like setup. Those aren't like my like all time faves, but if I was setting up a Blink album for somebody to listen to, that's what I would get. That's what I would give them. All right. So for mine, so yeah, I, like I said, I've up all night to start off. And then um, <clears throat> for my kind of fillers or deep cuts, my next one is Dogs Eating Dogs. know if you guys got into that ep or not oh. but it's uh yeah i listened to that a couple times i had that mm-hmm. on one of my first singles yeah but i took it off mm-hmm. it's, it's good yep so it's good i was kind of thinking coming out of up all night it'll you know keep the energy up for that second song um yeah and then so then after that um i jumped into my first single which is i miss you and then the next song um, is Pin the Grenade from Nine. That came out of left field for me. What? I love the drum intro on this one. Really? And just kind of like the off, off beat with the vocals. I did not expect that. Yeah. I did not expect that. So, That's cool. I picked that one. Yeah. That's my first... Uh, my first Skiba song. That's definitely a good song. I I say first. <laughs> um, so that dude, after, like, you can't deny him, man. Right, I know you really can't. Um, so after that, jump in the edging, um, and then I did going away to college as a, another filler, um, but the album version of it. Uh, after that, I've got first date as a single, and then I also had a roller coaster on there. Yes. Um, that might be my my favorite. It's definitely like my favorite deep cut that Blink has. Um, it's my, it's probably my favorite Blink song to play on bass, actually. Like, it's just so fun. I don't know. Something about it. Um, so I've got that roller coaster. And then, um, my second Skiba song from California from the deluxe edition, Parking Lot. <laughs> and uh, I picked that because it sounds like one of those songs that like you would record at the end of an album session and just tuck away you know on the back of an album also kind of the way that I set up my album is the last half of it is a little more of like the the popular stuff and I thought it would bridge a gap between roller coaster and then my closing song so I did not expect my uh our same songs to be roller coaster. I did not expect that. Yeah, some of yours kind of came out of left field for me, but I I understand why you play. Yeah, I uh so one thing that I struggled with too is kind of the different eras of the different sounds. So you know you've got everything from take off your pants and jacket and prior to that, which is you know a little bit more of the the popular stuff. And then once you get to self-titled they kind of started to change their sound with self-titled and neighborhoods and um, dogs and dogs. And then it gets back to a little bit more of the popular stuff with, I think, California. And then nine kind of has its own feel too. Um, I kind of went back and forth. Like, do I just want to stick with some of the newer stuff? Or do I want to pull in some of the older stuff and how do you mix it all together? So that's kind of why my album is set up the way it is. 
no, that was that was one of the things that I was thinking about when I was setting up the album because like I said, a lot of their older stuff is the stuff that's like my preference to listen to, but some of their newer stuff is really, really good type of thing. So that was like a back and forth for me. And like I said, I decided to go more of the like not necessarily target like oh Blink One Eighty Two fans would think that this is the best album ever. I thought of it more of like a I could walk up to someone on the street, hand them an album of Blink-182 and be like, hey, check these out. And these are the songs I think that would be like the the most popular, well-received type of thing. My closing song, it was the first song I picked. I'm not going to lie. I don't think you could really have more cliche of an ending. But to me, like you have to end with this. Uh, I would end with a rock show. To me, it's kind of like the on. You know what I mean? Like, I, once again, I feel like the last song, I feel like a lot of artists throw it away with their first song and their last song. They get lazy on the last song. In the first song, they just don't, like, catch your attention. But to me, I would want someone to listen to that last song and be like, holy crap, I want to keep listening to them. And that is how you get them to obviously look more into, like, their newer stuff and some of their older stuff. But to me, I think that having one of the best songs on the album be the last song me is i think a smart move so that's kind of why i put it there but it obviously feels a little cliche to hold like one of their most popular songs for last but i feel like that's in my mind that's what albums should do is keep at least one banger for the very last song my closer is a is a it sounds like a closer reed you know my closer because i told you already I was like, I'll give you one song, Reed. It's my closer, and it it makes sense. Man Overboard. Because it literally says, so sorry, it's over. And the way my tracks lay out or whatever, it it fits. So so you're coming out of every time I look for you, and then and Reed's playing on the bass. And then we all come in. So sorry, it's over. I didn't realize how how depressing of a song that was until I read the lyrics. I was like, man, this is depressing. Well, it's about... So I had been like doing a little bit of research too and um, saw that they wrote this about Scott, like their previous drummer. Oh, really? Yeah. So like he... Yeah. Like he had some... He had some like alcohol issues and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's about him. Huh. I thought it was like suicide or depression mm. or something. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I uh, I had thought about putting this as my closer, um, but I, Matt, I, I knew it. you were gonna do until it. Until I said it. <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> um, and so just I, I picked something else just to kind of you know bring bring something different. Um, but I. I thought about doing this as my closer and I thought about doing um, cynical as my opener just to kind of, you know, marry that too. Cause uh, what's the line in the song? Um, what's the point of saying sorry now, having that at the beginning of the album and then closing it with so sorry, it's over. Uh, that, that works. Kendrick Lamar. That was something that, yeah, that was something that I thought about from my closer. I went to nine Uh-oh. and I went to no heart to speak of what? Reed Taylor yeah. coming out of left field with his 
So closing this out with Steva. And uh, I think the, the main reason why I wanted to do it, um, let me go to my list here, is that I love the ending to this song. I thought it would make a good, uh, good outro. You got Travis. He's kind of doing his little drum thing there and just riding it out. Nice little album closer. You ever notice how you you like hear this, but then you're like, this still sounds like Blink. Maybe it's because of Travis. Maybe Travis like is like that glue that brings keeps that feeling, you know? So I think it is because like for me, part of the reason why I think I didn't as much blink too is because I kind of followed Travis's journey into like hip hop and so like give the drummer some and then like he did an album with Cool Kids and like even some of those songs like you're listening to like hip hop and you're listening to like instrumentals over it but it's like you could feel that like every once in a while Travis would throw in like a blink type thing and like a fill and you're just like okay like I'm getting blink vibes while listening to this but it's obviously it's a completely different genre with hip hop so for me, that was kind of, it was cool to like, kind of feel a little bit of that in the other genres too. What's, okay, so if you could pick one Blink song and you were like, this is my all-time favorite, what would it be? Ooh, that's tough. I'm giving you a curveball. Yeah, putting you on the spot. You know what? I might go with Roller Coaster. That's like one of my like if I'm if I open Blink I go to this album, and if I'm gonna start with this album I start with that. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, and that one's by far my favorite album. Um, Reckless abandon. Obviously, there's. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd probably. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can come up with my favorite off the top of my head, but one of my favorite songs that I didn't include on this list. That I don't know if I don't know what your guys' feelings towards the song, but I don't know why it's one of my favorites. But it was really hard for me to leave uh, Dumpweed <laughs> off. Yeah, I I thought about that. I thought someone would pick that as, as their opener. Too. Opener, yeah. I was like, somebody yeah. else is gonna pick this as their opener. I'm not picking it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, it was one of those things where it was just like when I was like kind of trying to feel out the album. It was like. I had that in there once again. Like I had like, I think it was like 20, 25 songs that I had starred that I ended up cutting out one by one type of thing. And that was, I was considering that for the, the opener. It would have been that or online songs, but just the way that online songs started and like how like attention grabbing it was and it's a good song. I, that, that was kind of the deciding factor for that. If you could include like a bonus track, like any song as a bonus track, what would it be? The home is such a lonely place. Yeah, for sure. Because I had that on there for a long time, and I was like, I have too many, too many downers. I also had Carousel on there for a while, but I thought about Carousel too. I the figured live I was like, he's gonna put Carousel on there because of that bass yeah. stuff. I know. I thought about That's it. It's like the number one bass song. I know. I still play that all the time. <laughs> that's like that's like classic blink man that's like for me if i had to throw in a like a a filler type song type thing at the end of the album or whatever like a bonus track i would throw it back to dude ranch and i'd throw on apple Jam. there's some good stuff on dude ranch i just wish the quality was better that's what which is why that's what yeah. keeps me from 
constantly listening to him. I'm like, this sounds so bad. Yeah. I almost that was that was another one that I almost had in my fillers as like the one through five fillers. I almost had that, but it just didn't make the cut. But like I said, if it had like a bonus track, that would one hundred percent be. The quality is the quality is really really rough on that. But to me, that's also kind of like the nostalgia of Blink One Eighty Two. Like it wasn't good. Like especially Matt hit on it earlier. Like Blink One Eighty Two lives you were there for the experience of watching Blink-182, not to hear them. Like, Travis, phenomenal. Always. Never had an issue. With, but, like, Mark and Tom were too busy messing with each other to, like, actually sound good. Like, I remember the concert we went to. The stuff that he was yelling out of the mic and, like, the obscenities. You're just like, yeah, no wonder you sound terrible. Like, you are not focused at all on what's going on. But that's what I loved about Blink, was that it was about the experience. They, they know they don't sound good live. They just embrace it and are like, cool, we, you, you can hear our music better in your car, but you're going to get a better experience watching this on stage. So we're going to put on an absolute show. That's why, I mean, they would have Travis spinning upside down and Travis smoking on stages and all that type of stuff. It was more so like, I don't want to say gimmicky because I don't think it was gimmicky, but it was more so just like, they built a live experience for you to go to, even though the music quality wasn't as good. Yeah, driving to Council Bluffs, watching a show with all these people, and then having to wait in the dang freaking field of a parking lot for 20 million hours. Well, and then standing in the same spot for like eight hours because we didn't want to lose our spots so we could be close to the stage. And I just remember like, I was like, I don't know, probably how many years ago was that? A lot. <laughs> that had to be. That was what 2009. Yeah. So I was like, had to be, I think it was 2009. Yeah. I was like 19. <clears throat> I was like 19 or 20, and I remember leaving there feeling like my back was like an 85 year old man. I was like, I just stood in the <laughs> same spot for like eight hours. It was awesome, but it was like, man. And then yeah, sitting in traffic for like six hours was just the most fun experience ever. I mean, we got to see like a ton of bands. So. We did, yeah. So for my hidden track, I would choose um, one of the hidden tracks off a of jacket. Don't tell me it's over. You remember that one, Matt? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard this on a long time. Cause yeah. Like... Wow, good call. I mean, they had what six bonus tracks from there. Is there that many? Yeah, I remember had you had the... to like by like they randomized it or whatever yeah they had like the three separate cds and each one had two bonuses on them yeah Mm -hmm. my uh i've got i've got this on vinyl yeah i've got this on vinyl and it has it has all of them on there all of them yep Mm -hmm. i want to start getting i just told reed that i was like man i gotta start a vinyl collection just because i like the album art stuff like i I want to put it up on the wall man right i have my grandpa's old record player it still works i have to find the right needle for it but it still works it's one of those like all-in-one has like speakers in it and everything like that up at the shop i just haven't taken the time to find the right needle for it but i want to start buying some again all right so the new album new album is it what what do you think? So they've done a huge variety of albums. Which album do you think it's going to be most like? I think it's going to be closer to Enema or Take Your Pants Off and Jacket based on what Tom has said. 
and their song that just came out. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. And it kind of like I don't know. I go back and forth on it because like obviously like I love Blink One Eighty Two and you know what you're getting into when you're listening to Blink One Eighty Two. But at the same time it's like <laughs> when that new song came out and it's like I'm listening to like forty five year old men singing <laughs> about edging. So, like it's just like it's a different view on it. Tom it's is like, so yeah. gross. Like this is blank, but it's the same thing. Like, like watching Jackass now when like Johnny Knoxville's like fifty, and I'm like, I'm worried he's gonna right. Like, yeah. like it's like, yeah, bro, yeah, like yeah. now your grandkids are hearing you say this type of like. It's like I still love Blink, and I hope that they go back to that old sound. But I would like, I don't know, like the immature part of me obviously wants like the old school. We're nineteen. We're gonna say what we want to say, and who cares type of thing. But like. The other part of me wants like the same free spirited stuff, but like, uh, hey, we're we're forty five, and like, I think that they also need to realize that like their audience, I think for the most part, is still the people that are our age. Like, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to grab a bunch of the younger generation with their music simply based off of like how offensive most of their music <laughs> is. Like this generation, like. If this generation hears about Blink One Eighty Two, they're gonna get like they're gonna try to cancel them when this new album comes out. Like it's like this has to be this album has to be, in my opinion, directed towards like the old school fans, and that's why I'm kind of hoping that it's like a, hey, we're back, and here's what Blink One Eighty Two has always sounded like. Kind of thing. that's kind of what I'm hoping for, I guess. But I'm also trying to not like put crazy expectations on it because it's like I remember I did that throwing another random band when I heard Blindside was coming back together and I got so stoked about hearing another Blindside album and it was so bad and if I think if I would have gone into it with a little bit less of expectations I might have been able to fall in love with it but I had such high expectations and it just like it didn't live up and I was like yeah, nope I'm, I'm done with this so I'm trying to not do that with Blink so I can enjoy it but I'm really really hoping that it's more of like that old original OG blank I agree. I, I'd like to see, I guess, more, yeah, towards Animal or Take Off from Hanson Jacket just because I love that era so much. But yeah, at the same time, I don't want to put expectations on it and then be disappointed when it's not what I want. I'm sure I'm, I'll probably still like it. Um, it. It may take me, you know, if I, if I don't like it at first, it may take me a while to, I'll probably have to grow into it. But um, yeah, I guess that, that's what I'm rooting for too. It'll be Blink, and I'll love it no matter what. Just like I like Nine, and I like uh, California. Obviously not as much, but it's like you just grow up with them, so you just learn to love them no matter what they do. So Yeah, and I still enjoy their new stuff, but for me, it's like pop punk just isn't in my rotation enough that when I am going to listen to it, I'm going to put on the absolute like classic banger type thing of what I want to listen to in that genre. You know what's wild to me? Like hearing these new like pop punk bands do Blink One Eighty Two covers makes me feel really old. Like State Champs did a cover. Yeah. Like yeah, All Time did. Low. Yeah. All Time Low and Avril just did a cover at the When We Were Young Festival this past weekend. I didn't know. I didn't hear that. Yeah. I don't know, just I just feel old. 
I've heard some metal metal covers of "Shut Up" from "Take Off Your Pants." I'm like, oh my I gosh! That I've mentioned, yeah, but like Blink One Eighty Two too, and they look at me like I'm stupid, and I'm just like, am I that old now that like I I just assume that everyone still knew who Blink One Eighty Two is. Apparently, that's not the case. So, Brandon, do you want to tell the story <laughs> about uh, the Plus Forty Four show? <laughs> yeah, plus. You guys went to a plus forty four yeah, show. Yeah, at the Matt, mark. Listen to this. It was actually it was a Honda Civic tour back in 07. Uh, it was Fall Out Boy was the headliner. Plus forty four. The Academy is Cobra Starship, and uh, the Iceman himself, Paul wow. Wall. I remember what Paul Wall was baby. so random. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, we're, so you got a fight. So we're at that show almost. And. <laughs> Um, I was still in high school at the time. I had some girl there with me that we were what we took to the show, and these people in front of us started pushing and stuff like typical like show stuff. I remember like they pushed and like I pushed them back the first time, and then I turned around. And when I turned around, someone had shoved the girl and she fell on the ground. So like I turned around and like saw her and tried to pick her up, and then I was gonna spin around and like obviously like, like kind of get in this guy's face type of thing. And Reed, the most mild-mannered person I've ever met in my entire life, I look over, and Reed has this dude by the, like, shirt collar and is like, get back, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I just remember I spun around and was like, I have never seen that. I still have never seen that side of Reed till this day ever again. But my man was ready to throw down. <laughs> jaw dropped yeah, i am it was, shocked Holy it was shit. like me and reed switched bodies for a minute like he like checked like, it was like <laughs> like reed is typically like in that situation like i would expect him to be the one like checking on someone like hey is this person okay and i would expect me to be the one like in someone's face and it was like we switched bodies for a second right there and reed was about <laughs> to knock that dude out some kind of wish he would have i think i just blacked out for a minute <laughs> yeah i think that's I think he awesome. just blacked out for a minute. Just got tired of it. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Let's. Uh, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for doing this. Um, I know we'll. Uh, we'll do. We'll do some more in the future. This was a lot Ooh, of fun. Yeah. Just kind of talk about Blink and talk about music and just kind of go through this. Um, for anyone listening, um, we'll get these posted up on our socials so you can see get the full list of what we put on our albums, go ahead and vote and comment and, you know, maybe say what you would have put on yours. Um, let's just uh, start the conversation. Don't tell me how trash mine is. <laughs> just tell me if it's good. Yeah. I don't want to hear. I'm not going to read the comments. You can move along I'm if you don't like the it. Comments. Yeah. I'll, I'll just delete the negative ones. We need a Luda one read. <laughs> yeah. Pin them, pin them and then we can just. Yep, them. for sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, the, angry, uh, the angry side of read will come out. <laughs> yeah we'll uh, we'll have to figure out what we're going to do next um i've got like a list of some some artists and bands and topics that have been kind of growing over the last week and matt i wrote down some of the ones that you had over the weekend so yes. we'll uh we'll definitely get this going but yeah thanks for listening mm-hmm.